I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs are here, and so is Steve Cooley's Craig Button, what we like to call the Cool Button Hockey Podcast, episode 133. We can't wave a magic wand and make everyone healthy. There will be no 92 in Colorado, Gabrielle Landeskog. Teams have been affected by injuries in the past, and they've still overcome injuries. Forsberg Latang to win the Stanley Cup. As we sit here today, whether it's Bergeron, McCarr, Manson, Nikolai Ehlers, whatever the situation is, does any banged up player concern you, Craig, that should concern their fan base? Welcome. I would say no on that. Not right now. Not because we don't know what the extent of any injury. We know that Gabriel Landeskog's out, so he's out. And and we know that, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not as strong a team without Landeskog. But as you pointed out, you know, Forsberg went out at the end of the second round in 2001, and they ended up going on and winning the Stanley Cup. You talk about Chris Letang. We lost Joe Neuendijk in 1998 in the first game of the playoffs. We went to game six of the conference final. We didn't have enough. We didn't have enough to beat a really good Detroit Red Wings team, but we went that far. So, you know, injuries are going to be protected. Injuries are going to be, uh, you know, not forthcoming. And unless we, unless we know uh, definitively on players, you know, some players are playing at 95%. Some are playing at 92. Some are playing at 96. I mean, that's what makes the Stanley Cup playoffs so phenomenal with respect to what the players are prepared to do to to win and and forget about when you get to the Stanley Cup final or you get to the conference final what they're prepared to do right right at the beginning to win a first round series it, it, it's it's so impressive and you think about the speed the contact blocking shots and everything so you know teams are teams are not going hey you know what we we have seven players at 95 percent we got 11 players that are about 90 and we got three players that are probably about 75 you're not going to get that so you know we're you, you have to you have to go in uh, i believe trying to uh, ascertain you know what what the strengths of a team are and if you start to see where a, where a player might be you know, a little bit hesitant in, in your scouting. This is what teams will do. They're trying to look, okay, maybe that player, maybe his right shoulder is not so good, right? But the team's not going to tell you the right shoulder is not so good, but you got to watch for those things. And obviously when it becomes serious, we know more, but, you know, all in all, when the playoffs begin, you know, this is as fresh as the players will be. <laughs> we talk about it being a war of attrition. There's a lot of attrition that goes on. 
And sometimes people believe that if you're going to beat a certain opponent, it's best to do it fresh. You know, maybe the Devils want the Rangers now fresh. But we can make arguments for all these sexy 2-3 matchups and, and the dilemmas. Is the only real enemy in Boston sometimes the man in the mirror? Like, they're so good they could only beat themselves. And injuries. And we would look at two players down the middle. Patrice Bergeron, who's banged up to start the playoffs. And David Krejci, who was banged up down the stretch. Is that the only way the dominoes can fall? Anti-Boston, Craig. Some type of, and I hate using cliches, man in the mirror overconfidence or the erosion of some of their elderly players as the two-month grind begins and continues. Yeah, well, I think that, I mean, um, injuries can derail any team. And, injury, and we just pointed out Peter Forsberg leaving at the end of the round two with the spleen. Uh, injury in, in 2001. We talked about Chris Letang. C- can you overcome it? Yeah. But, you know, when you start to run into injuries, especially to key players, Dallas Stars in 1998 couldn't overcome the loss of Joe Newendike. We got as far as we could. I think we got as far as we could in Dallas. But, you know, and, and I mean, there, there's going to be opportunities uh, for, for teams to take advantage of, of opponents that might be less than, uh, that, that might have players out of the lineup. And we've seen those opportunities arise in the past and nobody take advantage. I mean, look at the Carolina Hurricanes. They don't have Patrick Reddy, who they added for exactly this time of the season. They don't have Andre Svechnikov, a real top player, who, who, who can make a real difference maker. Carolina Hurricanes are still a really good team. And, you know, I think that you, you, you look at where they're at. You look at, yeah, they're a little bit more challenged goal scoring, but you, you look at defensive play, you look at the ability to create chances and, and, and to disrupt opponents, they can do that. Is it going to be enough to get them deeper than they got last year? I don't know. We're going to see. But they're already starting two men short. <laughs> they know aren't coming back. And so, you know, like that's what the playoffs do. And understandably so that the Boston Bruins, hey, listen, they, 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 they're a marked team. But they only have to beat four teams to win the Stanley Cup. They don't have to beat all 15. They, they only have to beat four. And I think that the Florida Panthers are not even in their class. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, with or without who might be banged up to start the, the series. Uh, Carolina is still a very good team with a lot of things that they do better than the Islanders. Like, if you're going to be a team that doesn't score a lot, well, if you play the Islanders, Carolina outshot, outscored, uh, outchanced, uh, has a better PK, has a better power play. All the intangibles, even with Barzell back, going in Carolina's favor. Now, you've called what I would consider two major upsets in the first round. Uh, I've waffled on Winnipeg now. Even though you say Nikolai Ehlers is back, I'm... I'm not I'm, saying that the Winnipeg Jets said it. Right. You're Okay, the Winnipeg Jets said it. So that doesn't mean they're telling the truth. That doesn't mean that they're lying. So you like the Islanders and you like the Jets. My upset actually is going to be no upsets. I've got a old school NCAA bracket with all the so-called favorites, Mr. Craig Button. What do you like in the Islanders game against Carolina before we get to Winnipeg? 14-2-1 without Matthew Barzell. That's a very interesting number to me, Craig. Are they better without Matthew Barzell? How can that be? I mean, you you find a way to 
uh, you know, play differently with, with the, in the absence of good players. And Matt Barr, listen, the New York Islanders ask, if you ask them if they want Matt Barzell in the lineup or they don't, no kidding, they want Matt Barzell in the lineup. Ilya Sorokin, that's the biggest thing that the New York Islanders, I think, have. They have a really good blue line, too. They have a really good blue line. And they don't give you much. Yeah, you're right. Like, they do not, they do not uh, score easily. They, they don't. But, you know, one of the things that the New York Islanders have, I believe, is, is a real belief that this is how we're going to play. The Carolina Hurricanes do, too. But... I think when you're, you're a team like the New York Islanders who have just gone through the run without Barzell that you just mentioned, they're steeled. They're, they have they have steeled themselves. In the, they've been in playoff mode for six weeks. You bet against the New York Islanders. I didn't. You didn't think the New York Islanders were going to make it. I bet on them, and I'm betting on them still. Because Ilya Sorokin is a goaltender that can win games by himself. He's not going to have to win games by himself. But I think that the Islanders have enough and that the weekend Carolina Hurricanes, not the style of game they play. I don't have any problem with the style. It smashed the cop and patchy ready or big holes in the lineup. And Carolina doesn't score easily either. They do a lot of things right. But if you don't have those game breakers, if you don't have those players that can get you on the right side of the score and, and, and really reward you for all your other good things, I think it becomes harder. And I, I, that's where I find the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't think the New York Islanders, they're just going to grind away. They're going to grind away and grind away and grind away and grind away. And when they're finished grinding away, they're going to look, okay, this player scored. Okay, that player scored. That player scored. Okay, good. We found a way to win. They went to two back-to-back conference finals against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I don't think anybody was picking them back then. It's okay. They missed the playoffs last year. They had a pretty good run after a after a start where they had to play a, a, a large portion of their beginning of the season on the road. I like the Islanders because I like Sorokin. And and again, the Canes are just Svechikov and Pacioretty or or holes holes that need to be filled by the Brent Burns and Brady Shays. They did lead the NHL in goals from defensemen, which is uh, a nice stat going into the playoffs. And those Islander teams were just good enough to get far enough to lose because they lacked that, you know, I don't want to hear about game one loss in game seven. That's like the game semifinal loss, Canada, USA in 2014. There was no, there was no angst of real threat and danger. The Island it's, they went as far as they could have gone. And maybe these two teams, probably the winner might only go the one round as far as they could go because there's, there's a lot more talent in other areas. And that's what makes the Rangers devil so sexy speed and skill and big name players. And we look at the eye test, the underlying numbers, the goalie, VTech Banachek, you know, a lot of chatter. And you and I have said before, let's try to stay away from staying out of the box. We know, but there is such a thing as a good penalty. You know, even the mighty Oilers at 32.4%, that means they miss almost 60, 70% of the time. There's a such, such a thing as a good penalty. It's the dumb, dumb plays or the continuous whacking and slashing that seem to hurt. But the way the Devils move the puck and skate, and we talk about teams, you know, underestimating teams. I wonder if the rest of the league knows what the Devils, they finished third overall, Craig. Other than the first two games, actually, they even played well in those first two games and lost. There's a lot to like in a Luke Hughes plays. I don't know. They're even better on the back end. If they go three lines deep with Heischer, with Hughes as centerman, and then Timo Meyer, get like Dawson Mercer's been great. 
There's there's a lot to like there. Is there a lot to like there slightly better than the Rangers? Because I think that's I think the Devils are gonna skate the Rangers into five on five trouble. I really do. Well, I like the Rangers team a lot better going to last year's playoffs than I do this year's playoffs. And it's not so much about not liking uh, the New York Rangers. It's about who they're playing against. And the way the New Jersey Devils attack you, they attack you with speed everywhere on the ice, off the wing, on the rush and transition. They are really a top notch team and their defense are part of it. And, you know, everybody goes, okay, Sisterkin, Vanacek, or Schmidt, or Blackwood, whatever, right? I, I have no worries about the uh, New Jersey Devils goaltending, none. Because the way they play, they take pressure off their goaltender, and they apply pressure to the opponent. And, you know, you can have all the star power you want, you know, and, and, and certainly the, the New York Rangers have star power. And, and they have a good blue line. They, they have a hard blue line. They have a, a blue line that can re- really push. And I, I think I think if – New York Rangers can get a little bit more of a physical game against some of the New Jersey Devils wingers and try to push them out of the inside of the ice, then I think that can work to the New York Rangers' ability. I watched a game where New Jersey went into Winnipeg this year, just recently, and they matched up Adam Lowry versus Jack Hughes. And you're kind of going, geez, Adam Lowry versus Jack Hughes, okay. But it wasn't about Adam Lowry versus Jack Hughes. It was about Appleton and Niederreiter against the wingers. And those guys can skate. And so what they did in that game is they took Jack Hughes's options away. And now all Adam Lowry had to do was just focus in on, you know, being in the right spots, which he's a smart, smart player. And he was able to do that. But the Winnipeg Jets took away that speed on the wing. And they won. I mean, it was a back-to-back. So you look at that. But they walloped. They walloped the New Jersey Devils with that game plan. That's what I think the New York Rangers have to do to have success. And we love analyzing the psychological, the physical, the skill, the strategic. King's talking about layering McDavid. You can't stop him, but you can reduce his effectiveness. Then the physicality, picking on other players' matchups, the matchup being a Philip Deneau, the matchup being Deneau, with Drew Doughty and having the defense in on the matchup game, which you can do better at home than you can on the road. But this will be really interesting at times in this series, before we move on Rangers and devils, there'll be times when the Rangers power play is going to need a kill shot to kind of make that three, two, three, three difference. And there's so much sexiness on the Ranger power play and so many options. Um, Some of these battles, right? Some of these, my power play against your PK, And I don't know when you were with Dallas or in the NHL, Craig, sometimes I just, the power play can score once in a game, depending on the chances, if it's that magic moment. To me, sometimes it's the PK. It's three, two in the third. There's five minutes to go. They get their chance. Can my PK get the job done at the end of the day, right? Sometimes we just look at this little matchup and – I don't know if I'd rather have one being hotter than the other going into the playoffs, but against these skilled teams and against a power play that's averaging a league average of 21%. That's the league average. What ends up happening with my PK against your power play? And you've been on and had teams with some great, great PKs. Sometimes it comes down to just that little tweak and block shot and stick placement. Um, I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating. And I look at some of these teams who might have trouble killing penalties in the playoffs, Craig. 
Uh, and if that could be a huge difference maker in any of these series, that the teams are a lot closer, not so much Boston, Florida. If your penalty killing isn't good, you're not winning in the playoffs. You can win without a good power play. You can't win without a good penalty kill. I feel the same way. Feel the same way. Uh, two teams that have very good power plays. One team's PK is a little bit better. The other is Toronto and Tampa. Is the real truth from 360 days ago. The Leafs are better, better, and the Lightning got slightly worse. If you take Ryan McDonough and Jan Ruta out of your blue line, okay, they're bottom three defensemen. Like, they've lost a lot on the blue line. And when you lose McDonough and you, lo- you lose Ruta, you put other bodies in the lineup, but it's also more burden on Hedman and Chernick and Sergeyev. The, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are clearly weaker. They're clearly weaker in my view. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are stronger. I don't think this is going seven. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win this in six, maybe sooner. It's hard to beat a, a, a real good team, uh, you know, five games even, let alone, like, you know, not four. But I, I'm not I, – I, honestly, I, I look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, I have no trepidation in saying they're winning this series. And I don't see – unless unless they run into a catastrophic situation with injuries, I, I don't see a Tampa Bay Lightning team that can beat them. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, whatever it is, since the middle of, of February or middle of January, 500 team. What are you going to do, flip a switch? I hear a lot. Do you know how you get a pedigree? You win. But pedigrees don't win games, and pedigrees don't win series. Players win series, and good teams win series, and that's how you earn your pedigree. That's what that's what Toronto's trying to do now is earn the pedigree. We know that the Tampa Bay Lightning will forever have a pedigree, but that ain't winning this series versus Tampa. Yeah, I guess as long as Leafs don't become mental midgets, as our friend Jamie McLennan would say about uh, getting beat uh, mentally, but losing record on the road, losing record since All-Star, uh, and by watching them, I mean, people get a year older, the Maroons, the Perrys, sometimes Ross Colton a little bit too high in the lineup, but you got to get the job done. And right now the Leafs are practicing Tavares, left winger, O'Reilly, and 88 Nylander with Matthews and Marner. Stack the top six or spread out? Or do you say, Stevie boy, now we're going to find out what kind of a coach Sheldon Keefe is. Because he's got options to move like this. If the Lightning have options with their Sorelli and Paul and Stamkos in point, so do the Leafs. This could be an accordion series. We're really going to find out. Coaches, like two Russian chess players, right? Check, move, Brook here. I, I'm fascinated by watching the match. Pay attention, fans. There's going to be a lot of coaching in this series and a lot of strategic play in my mind. I'm looking forward to that, Craig. John Cooper's going to have to do more coaching than Sheldon Keefe because John Cooper's on the short side of the matchups. You know, Cal Dubas has done a fantastic job in arming Sheldon Keefe with more options, more flexibility. That opens up a lot of a lot of different uh, scenarios for Sheldon Keefe. And as a coach, the more scenarios you have, the more opportunity you t- take advantage. John Cooper is a top-notch coach. There's no question about it. He's going to have to he's going to have to coach his little peach off to be able to uh, uh, have success at the end for, for Tampa Bay Lightning to win because they're weaker than the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't like the fence sit or waffle. You called me a waffler correctly. <laughs> I've officially waffled. Me, the winner of our Sirius XM pool with a 14-1 record last year. My upset is no upsets. I'm not taking the Islanders like you did. I was on the Jets side. I got scared about Ehlers. Did some other digging on some elements about the Vegas and their defense and the Jets. I've waffled. I'm taking no upsets. You've got the Jets. Tell me why I'm wrong and why the Jets are going to beat their buddy Laurent Brossois and may or may not have Mark Stone back at some point in the playoffs, my friend. Pass me the maple syrup. Second best goaltender in the league is Connor Hellebuck. And to me, when you have Connor Hellebuck playing at the level he has, that's difference maker. And hey, listen, you, you know what? Laurent Brassois doesn't have to go score on Connor Hellebuck. The Winnipeg Jets have to score on Laurent Brassois or whoever the goaltender is. And Winnipeg's offense, to me, is better than Vegas's offense. They have the ability to score. And they have, they have found their game. Their power play was really struggling. They've made some maneuvers. They've made some changes. They're quicker moving the puck. They're quicker moving people. It was so static. It was so slow. It was so pedestrian. But when they came back from San Jose, Rick Bonus to me, he showed what coaching's about. Midas touch. He goes, this ain't working. I don't want to keep talking about my players not giving us enough. I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to make some real significant changes that I hope can spur my team on in different ways. And those changes spurred on the Winnipeg Jets in a big, significant way. The first 54 games of the season, this was one of the best teams in the West. And down the stretch, they showed that they can play at that level. In fact, having Niederreiter and having Nemesnikov now, I think gives Rick Bonus even more opportunities. Niederreiter, Lowry, and Appleton, what a third line. You got Nemesnikov playing in the middle you, you, with, with Ehlers, and with uh, uh, Blake Wheeler. And then you have Shifley on the wing with the horse in the middle, Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's playing fantastic. And Kyle Connors found his game. And, and the defense for the for the Winnipeg Jets are no slouches. I know that the, Winnipeg, the Vegas Golden Knights get the edge on the blue line, and I would give them the edge. So that's a really good six-player unit. But I think in net and up front, that's enough of an advantage for the Winnipeg Jets. And if they play like they did down the stretch and in the first 54 games of the season, a good defensive team, first 54 games of the season, 
They were the third best in goals against per game. And their penalty kill, back to penalty kill, one of the best in the league. I don't know. Listen, Vegas had an excellent season after missing the playoffs this year. I don't, I, I don't like them beating the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas has had some power play issues. So that that is a huge matzo ball in play. When your best player in theory is on and off and on your power play, uh, a Mark Stone factor, as I see line combinations here that include 61 with Chandler Stevenson. Hey, Riley Smith, what a great Swiss Army Knife player. Uh, we talk about Barbashev's addition. That defense, when they're all in the lineup this year, the one thing about Vegas this year is when the Jets were playing their best hockey, and it was earlier in the year, they played each other three times, and the Vegas Golden Knights won them all. So uh, let's see what Laurent Brassois can do against his old team. Craig, it's a sexy matchup. We know when they met a few years ago, a lot has changed since then. Good for Jack Eichel's first playoff appearance. So uh, this will be a fun man. I just hope, hell, I hope Nikolai Ehlers is okay. He's there. The Jets say he's fine. Uh, and he gets things rocking and rolling um, in a couple of days. Is there any storyline of Colorado-Seattle that has this series going six? Or is this the broom series that this was the perfect fight to the finish for the Abs to avoid the Mike Medano series? Dallas and Minnesota, they get Seattle. How quick or long is this series going? Seattle, simply put, does not have the quality of player to match the Colorado Avalanche. They don't. They don't. Not anywhere. Not in the net, not on the blue line, not up front. So let me just see. One, two, three, check, 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 Avalanche. Could be four straight. Might be five. I think if the Seattle Kraken got up to six games, that would be a win in and of itself. It would be a real nice thing. Because Seattle pushing ahead like they did this year after, you know, having to follow in the in the footsteps of the Vegas Golden Knights. It was never going to be a, a winning situation for them because what Stanley Cup final in your first year is an expansion team. Come on. Only one thing would better that. That's winning the Stanley Cup. But I don't think you want to get swept either in the first round. But I think for the Seattle Kraken, they're up against a juggernaut. They're up against a team where, you know, and, you know, the Seattle Kraken have speed. They don't have more speed than the Colorado Avalanche. So, you know, the one the one advantage is, is the, the one thing that they do have a lot of is speed, but it's not better than the Avs. No, this is, this is, the you know what? The Seattle Kraken will melt like the snow on the top of the Rocky Mountains come May and the bright shining sun. I think they've already parted the course right now, and it's been a very successful turnaround season for uh, Ron Francis, Dave Hextall, and company. Okay, no Drew Doughty last year. He's in, but the Kings still have history issue, injury issues going into the series with the Oilers. The Oilers are a team on a mission. Stuart Skinner, we hope that he wins the Calder because he deserves it. Uh, what were they? 14-1-1 down the stretch. 18-2-1 with Matthias Ekholm, the best team under the McDavid administration. And the Kings are good. The Kings are good. We like to know. We like Kempe. We like Kopitar. We wonder if everyone's all hands on deck for the Kings. I think the Kings are going grind to grind the Oilers. They're going to be as physical against Edmonton as they've seen in the playoffs. Is it a type of series that this year, that this year, the Oilers have learned from last year, and they – Want to finish the Kings in six so it doesn't go seven? Because once we get to a seventh game, Craig, anything could happen. There's a belief the hockey world doesn't respect the Kings. I'm not so. I think the hockey world respects the Kings. Do you? Yeah, I respect the Kings. The Kings are a really good, solid team. 
let me just say this real quick. The Edmonton Oilers are, are going to grind the Kings just as much as the Kings can grind the Oilers. And the Oilers got way more skill and way more speed. And, you know, you look at how the Oilers have, have found their way to this level of play. It's not accidental. They're deep. They're good. And the only area that I see the LA Kings being able to take advantage of versus the uh, Edmonton Oilers is if they can somehow find a way to try to get their better players out against a third pair of defense. Good luck. This Edmonton Oilers team, it ain't going seven. I think if the Kings get it to six, good on them. Good on them if they can get it to six. This Oilers team, too good. And, and the Kings are better. Does Fiala come back? Does Vlardy come back? Their pop gun offense in terms of like nobody, they need scoring throughout their lineup. Yeah, the Oilers are too good. Too good. There is not going to be any miracle on Manchester this year's series. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a bigger miracle, but I know what you're meaning. This would be a mini miracle. The mini miracle on Manchester if the Kings would win in six games. Is Minnesota Dallas a pick em? Are the Stars just this much better? Just this much better. Uh, I think so. I, I I think it is a pick I mean, I picked Dallas to beat Minnesota. I could have gone the other way and picked Minnesota. I, I will say this. Colorado, by winning their last game against the Nashville Predators, I think avoided getting chunks taken out of them. The Minnesota Wild take chunks out of you. They're hard. They're competitive. And they make life miserable for you. I have the Stars just edging them. The Minnesota Wild could edge too. But whoever comes out of that series – I think that uh, I just talked about Colorado. Best thing Colorado did, two points on Friday versus Nashville to clinch first in the Central, get Seattle, and now they can watch Minnesota and Dallas mess with each other and, and take chunks out of each other. That's how I see it. On the back of a guy who, oh, was absolutely white hot down the stretch of Nate McKinnon and is feeling it, feeling it big time. All right, final thoughts, Mr. Craig Button. I am taking the Boston Bruins to go all the way to the Stanley Cup final. The Oilers and Avs will meet in the Western Conference final. Edmonton will win with the Landeskog factor, but I've got the Bruins to avenge the losses of 88 and Glenn Wesley. In 1990, the Bruins win the Cup, and my buddy Brad Marchand, 63 Con Smythe Trophy winner. Well, I mean, I mean, you got to the end. That's the ending I have. But the beginning is the best. The beginning is the best. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You turn your TV on at 7 p.m. Eastern time on a weekday. Afternoon games on the weekends, and then you just watch all day long, all night long, into the wee hours, overtime, and everything. Nothing better. Nothing better. You look at eight series that all had compelling stories. I can't wait. Can't wait. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're right there. Enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs, and you can follow us talking about it as we move on. That is it for this episode. We're back again later in the week for producer Bruce Bolton, for the dapper Craig Button, heading to Switzerland for the U18s, where he's going to be watching all kinds of hockey, including the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm Steve Cooley as Craig, as they say, let the games begin. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 